And bonjour all you gardening cats and gators. Welcome to Gardening with Cisco, July 21st. And uh, get your hoses out. <laughs> it's going to get hot out. Oh, la, la. I've been watering like crazy as it is. And, uh, you know, don't forget, if you're like growing your tomatoes in a pot, don't forget the water. One day could be too long, you know. All right. Hey, uh, so uh, I have a great guest, but I'm going to introduce him in just a minute. First, I, as I always do, I want to say hi to everyone that I talked to this week. But I also want to say uh, hi to all you folks that are maybe on the ferry or uh, on the way over to Heronswood Nursery for the big uh, open. It goes till 3 today, and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun and a perfect day to go see Heronswood Gardens. So have fun, you lucky guys. All right. Hey, everyone that came to my talk at the Auburn Market. So they moved the Auburn Auburn uh, International Market now. Now it's in Les Gove Park. I called it Le Le Gove Park. <laughs> Quite a few people in the audience said, "Well, that's the French pronunciation." I guess you know. I don't know. So Les Gove Park, and they have about a million veggie uh, vendors there, and they did a great job. It was hot as could be. And we were in a concrete area there, but they moved these big tents, and everybody got to sit in the shade. There was a breeze. It was really fun. So, everyone, thank you so much for coming to that. Hey, and uh, all you uh, Arboretum board members that came to the tour of my private garden that was uh, auctioned off to help the Arboretum, uh, That was really, really fun. It was hotter than heck out, but we managed to find spots in the shade and talk and just ended up having a wonderful time. And then the dinner over at Jeff LeMann's house was incredible. So all that glass art at his house. Holy cats. (laughs) All right. And uh, all right, just quick. Tomorrow I'm going to be at the Whidbey Island Fair at 1 p.m. It's going today and tomorrow. So, uh Go down there, have some fun. You can't get better weather to go to a fair and then come uh, cool off by coming to my talk. They'll at least have a fan blown if nothing else. <laughs> hey, and then just a heads up, August 3, I'm going to be in Lacey. August 4, I'll be at Seabrook on the ocean. And uh, uh, I asked Mary this morning, I said, what am I doing in Lacey again? She said, I have no idea. Just say you're going to be there. <laughs> so I'm going to be there. It's an evening thing. It's some kind of fundraiser. I'll give you more info when I know more, okay? Hey, uh, but I'm also going to be somewhere uh, July 26th. And so uh, right now we're going to talk to Eric Totterud. He is a board member of Grow Northwest. And uh, he was the past president. Now you're the secretary. Never president. I oh, was I thought secretary. you were. Nope. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Well, All thanks, right. Just, thanks, Cisco, for having me on your show. Uh, come a little closer to that, Mike. Thank you very okay. much. Yeah, it's great having you on. You know, we met at the Fiddler Pub and right. talked about last summer. Talked about all the great things Grow Northwest does. What a great organization. It is a fantastic organization. I'm just really pleased to be on the board. We do great work. It's a great bunch of people, and I really get a lot out of it. So most of the work that Grow does is is supporting community gardens a lot. It really supports the Pea Patch program in Seattle. We originally were the 
Peapatch Trust. Actually, it was called the Friends of Peapatch even oh, before okay. that. And we changed the name about three years ago because we do a lot of work with the Peapatch program, but we also work with some other community-based gardens that are not part of the Pea Patch program. Yeah, because don't you you help some low-income people farm? We, we kind do of. that through the Pea Patch program. Yeah, we do a lot of uh, – in the past, we've done a lot of low-income gardener assistance by uh, donating – buying and donating tools to some of the gardens where most of the gardeners are low-income. We've uh, in the past paid um, – gardener registration fees for gardeners to participate in the pea patch program. Oh, how nice. And uh, we do a lot of other things as well. We um, just pretty much anything to support community gardens. We do um, site leader training. So we put on sessions to um, help leader. Each pea patch should have a site leader. Not all of them do. But um, we put on sessions to have the site leaders deal with issues such as you know, people who are not taking care of their gardens or irate neighbors or just, you know, the the, the gamut of issues that uh, we can come up or in the gardens. Yeah, I can imagine. And, and you don't think about something like that. No, but if but, somebody's not taking care of their garden, it kind of right. makes the whole pea patch not live up to its expectations. Exactly. And, and the city has requirements for the participation in the pea patch program. And so, you know, it's important for us that people get a lot out of the gardening. And, and part of that is is paying attention to your garden, cultivating it, making sure that it, uh, you know, it's just not just a, a weed patch. And so that's a yeah. big part of what we do. Um, the, Grow is a fiscal sponsor for many of the pea patch gardens in the city and actually for some other gardens that are not part of the pea patch program. And a fiscal sponsor is um, – we allow them to, in effect, borrow our 501c3 designation. Grow is a nonprofit charitable organization, and this allows gardens, uh, discrete gardens, to collect uh, contributions for their gardening activities and oh, have, it, okay. have it tax deductible. And um, so Grow handles the, the that fiscal sponsorship. And to do that, we have a part-time accountant, and that's the only employee that Grow has. Um, and we need that to do the 501c3 work. Well, I read your uh, website. By the way, there's a link to that for all you people listening. And uh, and you might want to go to that link because we're hoping you're going to come to this fun f- fundraiser that's coming up pretty soon. But uh, and it said it's like eighty-seven percent of the funds you raise all go to support gardening, not administrative or anything. Exactly, and the the board is all volunteer. Um, we have, like I said, we just have the one part-time employee, and we have very low overhead, um, and so we our funds go directly to the garden program. That's so it's, great! It's a very efficient. Uh, organization and uh, you know, any we're always looking for more financial support. So oh, anything people can help. Well, and uh, do you actually go out and buy land that can work as a pea patch? We've had land donated to us. And oh, so the okay. pea patch program owns uh, owns outright, I believe, four or five of the gardens. And so the, this is owned by Grow, um, uh, oh. not the pea patch program. I misspoke. So Grow owns. Uh, four or five of the gardens, there's about 90 pea patches in Seattle. And so we own those directly. We also have some lease arrangements for some of the other gardens. Like, for example, if a church wanted to have a community garden on some land it owns, it's entered into a lease arrangement with with Grow. And uh, so we oversee those, and they are part of the pea patch program as well. Oh, that's great. By the way, I should let everybody know – I'm pretty positive that article I wrote about the Pea Patch program is coming out uh, in the Sunday Pacific. 
I saw it online on oh, the good. Seattle it is, Times uh, on Thursday, I believe. Great, and so, and great. It was a great article. We oh, really, thanks really a lot. appreciate you plugging the program. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, the Pea Patch program uh, is is really a jewel of Seattle. Um, it is, isn't it? It's, uh, we get people from all over the world coming to the Pea Patches to see this is really one of the best community gardening programs in the United States. And the staff in the Department of Neighborhoods and the Pea Patch Office of the Department of Neighborhoods is just fantastic. They're just a great group of people. They work unbelievably hard. They're very dedicated, and, and we appreciate the opportunity to work with staff people there. Well, it's so wonderful to think that so many people, you know, right now you look at Seattle, this building boom that's going on, all these people moving here, where are they going to garden? Right. In one pot on their balcony, you know, and so if they can get a plot, right, then they can they can enjoy gardening, get that connection to nature and absolutely fresh and it, food. And it's it's just a great way to to develop community relationships. I, I garden in the East Lake Pea Patch and I have friends there and, and it's just a really nice way we all get together uh, once a month to do a work party to, to kind of clean up the common areas and, and keep the garden in good shape. And it's just a great opportunity to connect with your neighbors. And uh, yeah. you know, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, I've I've visited quite a few of the pea patches over, you know, the years. And uh, the community you see there, the people are really, you know, they've really become great friends. They help each other Absolutely. out. They're, it, you see uh, some of the gardens, I've seen three generations of the same family out there gardening together. The little kids, the mom and the grandma, uh, you know, or dad and his kids. It's just great to see. Oh, it is wonderful. Okay, listen, we're going to take a break. So uh, I'm talking to Eric uh, Totterud right now on the board of Grow Northwest. So listen, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to tell you about this incredible fundraiser that is uh giving everybody an opportunity to help our wonderful uh, pea patch and other community garden programs and at the same time have a fantastic time. So we'll be back on 97.3 Cairo FM right after this. Oh, la la, I really appreciate your tuning in on this wonderful day. It's going to be a beauty today. And uh, when I get out of here, I, after I go get a few plants, I'm going to give away in my talk tomorrow. <laughs> and I'll be giving away one of my Gardening with Cisco t-shirts, which are uh, people have battles over those babies. <laughs> and I'll give away a book, too. So, hey, um. Uh, so what was I about to say? Oh, yeah, when I get out of here, after I go get those plants, I'm going to do my six-mile walk. I do it every day if I can do it. That's then great. I walk my dog for three miles after that. Wow. So, and, But you got to do that when it's a little cool out. <laughs> hey, okay, so we have a link to uh, grownorthwest.org. So it's www.grownorthwest.org. Northwest.org. Don't forget org, not com. That right. was a boo boo right. I made first. And uh, so, and when you get to that, you'll see about the uh, popular Chef in the Garden fundraising event that's happening Thursday, July 26th. 
And it's happening right in the Inner Bay Pea Patch. It, it's right in the Pea Patch. And oh, so fun. it's surrounded by dahlias and gladioluses. It's a beautiful setting for a dinner. Wow. And the dinner starts at 530. We have Master Chef Casper Donier is putting together a full sit-down dinner, multiple wow. courses. You get a choice of salmon or steak and there's a vegetarian meal. And then our special guest of honor is Mr. Cisco Morris. Oh, la, la. <laughs> oh, la, la. And so it's a fun event. Um, tickets are available still at Brown Paper Tickets. Just type in Chef in the Garden 2018. But it's we have a, a, a wine and hors d'oeuvres start at 530. We have a silent auction. The sit-down dinner starts hey, at and, 7. Uh, so and you've got uh, your your sailboat is My in this sailboat. I take uh, every year. I've done a champagne cruise. How how long is your sailboat? Uh, it's a twenty four foot San Juan. Ooh, so it's ooh. kind of old, but it's a great a, oh, a great wonderful. boat. It, it picks up the wind really well. It's a lot of fun. So it's a champagne cruise. Champagne cruise. We go out on Lake Washington. <laughs> Uh, I've taken four people out. That gets a little cozy. Usually it's just a couple. And we spend three or four hours out on the lake uh, just sailing oh, around. And wonderful. Generally it's in the afternoon and you can see Mount Rainier and it's oh, just boy. spectacular. Oh, how and nice. So that's one of the auction items. Wow. And what we, other, other things are on there? We have dinners. We have wine. QFC has donated wine. We've oh, been, nice. We've got... Uh, Baskets that some of the gardens put together, like, for example, our garden has a, uh, I think it's an apiary where they have bees oh, and we wow. get honey. And so there, there'll be a basket with some of the things from the gardens and, oh, and nice. gardening tools like gloves and things like that. And uh, there's just all sorts of wonderful things. And um, uh, last year we had a tour, a backstage tour of the Burke Museum, which was that sounds pretty popular. cool. Yeah, that sounds really cool. And so there's a lot of great things in the silent auction, and there's a lot of really cool people. Just uh, it's mostly gardeners, but a lot of people who just want to support the organization and come yeah, out. Yeah, because it's really important. I, you know, even if you don't have a pea patch, I, have, you know, I'm lucky. I've got my own house, right? So you know, I've got my own veggie garden in the back and everything, but. Uh, even if you don't have one, it's so wonderful having them all through, and they're great to go visit. They're yes. really attractive. I know that people come. The, the, the East Lake Pea Patch is kind of a destination in the East Lake neighborhood. People walk by. They have family in town. They come down and take a look at it. Um, some of the other pea patches are just spectacular. Bradner is a, another beautiful. Oh, pea Bradner! Patch. I remember when they were just making that. Um, it, it's great. And, uh, you know, uh, Picardo is the biggest one and the first one yeah. that's up, on, uh, up in your neighborhood. So yeah, I just gave a garden talk there. Yeah, great. And uh, great. it was really fun. And I was I was there when they, um, oh, what's the name for it? But they had their new first ever uh, composting toilet there. Oh, uh, Clivus Multrum <laughs> is the name of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great thing. Yeah, it's really wonderful. It's, that's exciting. So uh, dinner starts at 7. Dinner starts at 7, but we start the cocktail, the wine and hors d'oeuvres at 5.30. And um, it's just, uh, you get a chance to stroll through the garden and look at what people are growing. And, um, you know, the sun will set behind the hills at Queen Anne, and it's oh, just beautiful. God, it and it's fantastic. It's a great evening. Great dinner, fun people, some good wine. You exactly. Know. Life is good. Yes. Beautiful setting. It Jeez, really you is can't fun. can't beat that. And, uh, 
So uh, check it out on uh, Brown Paper Tickets. Just uh, Chef in the Garden 2018 will get you there. And we still have some tickets left. Good. And I am going to give away a Gardening with Cisco t-shirt there, but I'm not telling how I'm doing it. <laughs> so uh, you'll find out when you get there. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's great. So, uh, all right. Now, we, we're about to take a break in a minute, but I do want to tell you that uh, there is a link right on the front page of Cisco.com to grow grownorthwest.org. So you can click on that and that'll get you in there. And they got it right on the front page and it gives you a way that you can get the brown paper tickets that way too. That's great. And our webpage has a lot of great information about what our organization does, our mission, uh, uh, who's on the board, things like that. So just, you know, thumb through it and, uh, you know, people can find out what we do and it's great. Yeah, it is great. Okay. Listen, I'm going to start taking your questions. So if you got a Garden question, you know, feel free to call in now. There's no wait or anything. Just we're going to go through the news in a minute. Tiffany will be in here. And uh, so when we come back, I'll start taking your questions. The number is one 973 cairo one 973 5476 And I know, Eric, Eric, with you here, any vegetable question, no way we're getting stumped. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, we'll be right back. 97.3 Cairo FM. Okay, we're back, and uh, we're going to start hitting those questions. So uh, right now, let's go to Susan in Seattle. Hey, Susan, how are you? Oh, I'm good, Cisco. How are you doing? Just fantastic, thanks. Say, I have an issue going on, and I can't figure it out. I've got uh, some pots out in our condo grounds. I do the gardening here. And uh, one is called April Night. It's a sage, the tall blue spikes. And the leaves have and i love lace but they've all turned from solid to laciness Uh oh that doesn't sound and, good at all <laughs> and i get my little flashlight out you know uh-huh. about ten thirty at night go down there and look underneath to see if i can find some bugs and i can't see anything I, there's no bugs no nothing and i don't know if it's a watering issue or if it's a bug issue oh i suspect it's bugs would be my guess right off the bat so um it could be a few things going on. Uh, so one thing I'm thinking is that, uh, what, well, what? A, so it's totally lacy. Yes, all of the the leaves, especially the bottom leaves, which are the closest to the soil, have turned lacy, like there's holes in them. Are are the veins still all there? The veins. The veins um, in the leaves. What? Here's what well, I think. I think you have, mm-hmm. I think you have a sawfly at work. A so, sawfly, yeah, and sawflies are in the bee family. So, uh-huh. uh, but they're not bees, really. They're they're these little fly-like things that come down, lay their eggs, and okay. then the the little guys come up, and they're really little at first. And they just start gnawing away at the leaf, and sooner or later they get all the all the leaf, but they leave the veins, and you get this really lacy, veiny look. Yeah, and you know the thing is, they come and go. 
So they may have all pupated and now flown away to go, you know, find a sweetheart, and then they'll be back to cause more trouble, you know, because <laughs> they'll lay eggs again. So, what can, mm-hmm. all right, you probably don't need to do anything now except for one thing. I will go out and look really hard at your salvia, April night, which sounds like it's a really wonderful salvia. It's zone five. It's, I'm sure it yep. attracts hummingbirds, beautiful Happy. flowers. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is really take a good look at it. Look at where the damage stops. And if you see damage start again, get back out there with your flashlight because they're going to be at work. And they may even be there during the day. But when they're, when they're young, you can barely see them. They're so little. You've got to look under the leaves. Oh, I've been doing that. What color are they? I don't know. It depends on what okay. variety of soft light you get. A lot of times they have... The rose soft fly, you can barely see it. It has a see-through body with a dark green head. Okay. Yeah, and if you've ever seen roses with lots of holes in the leaves and kind of okay. laced leaves, that's what's doing that. So the, the problem is they may not be there right now. They may have done the damage. Now they're gone, but they may be back, and uh, they could do a lot of damage. So you want you might want to eventually cut off some of the leaves that don't look good and fertilize it so it you know keeps growing. Well, but I, I do key, that. I pinch them off. It, what, what can I do, like neem oil or ladybugs? Well, if, you, or? if you see them, you could, neem oil gets them, or you could do El Kabatsky pest control. You know what that is? I do, but I just don't see anything. Well, yeah, well, you, you, you got to yeah. really look for these suckers. You know what is a good yeah. thing to do? Buy a what? magnifying glass. You okay. go out there and look with a magnifying glass. Okay. You see a lot more when you do that, especially if your eyes are like mine now. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I've got a big one in the drawer here. <laughs> okay. okay, Cisco. Well, I guess it's a bug, and I'll go out there and... Yeah, I'm sure it's a bug, and they're gone right now, but they'll be back probably. Okay, something to look forward to. All right, El Kabatsky! El Get him! That is. Okay. Thanks, hey, All bye. Right. All right. See you. Thanks for the call. And uh, do, you, do you guys uh, have problems like that? You can't use any poison in a pea Absolutely patch. Absolutely not. We are totally organic in all the pea patches. Um, and we do have all those problems. We have, um, I, you know, I get some of the same issues. We have the the worms that or uh, the, the bugs in the soil that cause the holes in my bean Oh, yeah, the cut worms. cut worms. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're um, horrible. We have those. We have, uh, oh, the fungus that gets on leaves. Uh, oh, yeah, black that's botrytis and, and black yeah. spot and uh, all late blights. And, and it's just, it's a constant battle yeah. to keep keep the, the bugs and the um you know, and the, the diseases off our plants. But, but it's you got to be creative, you know. You work with nature instead of against Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Okay, we got another caller here. We got Phyllis in SeaTac. Hey, Phyllis, what's going on? Hi, Cisco. Hi. Just, I just want to let you know first how much I enjoy your um, article in the Pacific Northwest Magazine. Oh, thanks so it's much. Great. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, and then my... My other question is, I, I, every year I grow cucumbers, and at first they're just, like, loaded. I kept hardly keep them picked, you know, and, and giving them away and everything else, and all of a sudden they just kind of just die back and quit. So I'm wondering if it's – I'm sure they're heavy feeders, and um, what should I do to uh, maybe fertilize them and keep them going longer? Well, and uh, we can discuss this because uh... – 
Are you getting flowers or are they yeah. stopped? So you're getting flowers, just no fruit. Right. Well, see, the, the vines kind of start dying. They t- start turning yellow and start dying back. Oh, okay. After a while, after, you know, the after like a month or so I'm, of, of getting cucumbers. What could be you need some fertilizer? I wouldn't be surprised at all. I just, I'd go get some organic like it can be vegetable food or rose food. It's the same basic thing. Uh-huh. You want that second number higher than the first one. And okay. uh, give it a shot of fruit. It can't hurt if, because uh, did you fertilize them when you put them in? Yeah. Okay. Well, yes, it, could, I did. it could be, it could be that uh, it's not draining well enough too. That kills cucumbers. Well, that that could be too, but um, right now they're they're doing wonderful. I, but I just wanted to prevent this thing that happens every year. You know, they they just die back really quick after after a, like a month or so. Yeah, that sounds they like could be a water problem. I think I, it's or, or, I think it's a drain problem. I don't think the uh, ground's draining, and that wipes out veggies so fast. <laughs> Oh, does it? Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, they'll go for a while, but the roots are starting to rot back. You don't really realize mm. it, and then you pay the price. And it, yeah. that's, why, uh, that's why when you read the books, they always recommend put your cucumber on a little mound. Okay. Yeah, so All right. always make a little mound. And that, uh, you know, it's not going to be 100%. The bigger the mound, the better. <laughs> but uh, that can really help. So Okay. All right. Well, good luck, because uh, okay, cucumbers. So, um, did you ever? Okay. First of all, tell me: is there a water soluble, all uh, organic, all-purpose fertilizer that I could use for that? I mean, I, I'd rather like you know water it in than than work it in the soil. Is that? Is there? I mean, yeah. I, I never see any. Yeah. Uh, there. Uh, do, you, uh, do you guys use any water soluble ones out there? I use fish emulsion. Fish and, emulsion's and great. Stinks okay, to the, high the, heaven. Okay, the one but... I have is like five one one, so that wouldn't work. Well, it's it it be it might be better to get something with a higher second number. So, okay. uh, uh, garden gardener and bloom makes one, and it's, it's water and it stinks like mad too. Oh, it's yeah. like pouring <laughs> mud. It's yeah, really don't some... spill it in your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it yeah, that's a good one, and it's water soluble. I was okay, using it in the house on, on my way. African violets, oh. but Mary put the Elkabotsky <laughs> on that process. <laughs> and, and it's okay to, to to water on the leaves. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All just right. just remember that'll give some extra nutrients, but don't water yeah. the leaves every time you water. Try and avoid that because you can get disease from that. Okay. So just yeah, do that so, now I, I when actually, you're fertilizing. Yeah, I water with with uh, soaker hoses, but I when oh. I'm if I'm adding this um, fertilizer, I just wondered if it was okay to just put it on the leaves. Also. Yeah, one time is fine, but every okay. you know, but try not to get the leaves wet too often. Okay, so uh, who did you say made that? A gardener um, in one? bloom. Gardener in bloom. Yeah. Okay. Thank thank you very much, Cisco. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. All right. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll have time for probably one phone call. So if you want to zip in and be the one, uh, be the first caller in here because there's nobody waiting. So it's uh, 1-888-973-5476, 1-888-CAIRO, 973-CAIRO. Oh, la, la. All right. Right back. 97.3 Cairo FM.
And welcome back. Okay. Hey, Barbara, you're in the last section of the show. I appreciate your call. Welcome. Well, welcome, Cisco. Always good to talk to you. Nice talking to you. I have a question on my Escalonia. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not a problem. It's just weird. It is the one that has the purple canes and kind of the purplish tinted leaves. Oh, yeah. There's so many of those great ones yeah. now. Well, these are 55, 60-year-old plants. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. They, they, they've been here since I was a little girl. Wow. And I have one. I pruned them way back this year, like almost to the ground. And I have one that's growing back variegated. Oh, my gosh. Well, now that's blowing my mind. Well, it blew mine. <laughs> wow. Now, there's two possibilities here. That the One possibility is that they grafted a uh, what, that special one that you have with the dark stems on a variegated variety for whatever reason, and uh, you cut a little too far down. <laughs> Oh, like I say, it's not the whole plant. It's just, just a portion of it. Well, it could be, or it could be it reverted. I, I Not reverted. It could be that it uh, had a mutation. You might have an all-new Escalonia there. You might be rich. <laughs> That'll be the day. <laughs> uh, no, because like I say, it's, you know, one stem, you know, on one stem, it'll be part traditional and part variegated. Huh. Well, I gotta. You gotta wonder if you've had a variegated. I mean, a, a, a mutation on there. Okay. And um, you know, it wouldn't hurt if you know any good nursery person. You know, <laughs> maybe go over to Wells Medina and go. Yeah, have you heard of this? Uh, you know, they yeah, might go. Yeah, hey, maybe yeah. we should look at that. I do, or someone up at the BBG might know too. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, especially that. Who's that? That they got that genius over there. Every time I go there, he shows me another tree. I have no idea what the thing is. You know, he he knows everything. Oh. I can't think of his name. I can't either, but I think I know who you mean. Yeah, he's great. So he might be able to. He might even come over and take a look at it. You yeah, know, I volunteer up there, so I, you know. Oh yeah, well for sure. Oh yeah, you know who I mean. And hey, listen. Yeah. And if that turns out to be something totally unheard of before, and you end up really rich, will you promise to give me a ride in your Mercedes? Absolutely. <laughs> I'll even throw in a bottle of wine. Oh, all right. That sounds really great. Well, that'll be that would be fun if you have something totally new, because that's how a lot of these new plants come. They're from a mutation, and yeah, uh, I, I just didn't cut them. I didn't cut them back. You know, about a foot off the ground, it's, and I didn't see any signs of grafting. Yeah, and it's hard to imagine, you know, that that happened. It could have, but uh, sounds more sounds more like some kind of mutation happened. Although I just I'm not really sure. It's you know that it would be spawned by cutting it way down, but maybe because it caused so much new growth or something that uh, gave it more chance to mutate. Yeah, because I kind of thought, well, maybe it will revert. You know, it's just kind of a freak. Yeah. No, no, I'm getting more and more of irrigation. Wow. Well, that's, it's odd that you'd get so many, though. That's the only thing makes me wonder if something graft-type thing did happen there. Well, 
Well, if you I, if you find out, you got to call in and let us know, okay? I certainly will because now I'm just perplexed by it. <laughs> well, now I am too. I won't even be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> I highly doubt that. But no, if I if I glean any information, I will pass it along. All right, I much appreciate that. Maybe I'll run India down there at uh, Bellevue Botanical Garden one of these days. Well, we've ran into each other there before, so yep. it'll be the first time. Hey, too great. Well, thank you for your input. Well, thanks for a fascinating call. And I'll talk to you again soon. Uh, will do. You probably will. I'll have <laughs> something great. else weird to say. <laughs> well, thanks again. See ya. Okay, see ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, why well, we got a couple of minutes, Eric. So I tell people, I don't think they know that almost every pea patch, maybe everyone has a giving garden. Yeah, the giving gardens are in, I believe, all of the pea patches, but certainly most of them. And it's a garden dedicated solely to local food banks. And so one of the gardeners will volunteer. We grow great organic produce that we uh, take directly to the food bank, and it's a great program. And in pre- past years, uh, the in 2014, we gave the pea patches citywide, gave more than 20 tons wow. of fresh organic produce to local food banks. That and, is so wonderful. And it's a very important part of our uh, pea patch program. Uh, gardeners love, you know, I, I was telling Cisco that I frequently get 45 cucumbers in one week in August, and I only need two. And so, uh, you know, there, there's a bin in our shed, and we just put the extra produce there, and it goes to the food bank, and it, it's just a, a great way to help out the community. And and I have a question for you. If uh, So if I'm growing at home and I get way too many cucumbers, can I bring them over and put them in your bin? Sure. So that's cool. As long so, as the shed is open, absolutely. As long as the shed's open, we're and always you can looking for help, help contribute because I, we got a lot of hungry people in Seattle. Exactly. And how nice that they're getting fresh veggies, you know? Oh, it's so great. Uh, one of the reasons I garden is the f- the taste, the quality of the food oh, yeah. is so much better. So, oh my gosh. Um, and uh, so it, it's really just a, a great way to to help out, and it it uh, you know it's just really. Kind of ingrained in the pea patch program. Wow. Well, Eric Tatarud, thank you so much for coming on today. Don't forget, there's a link to the great event, Chef in the Garden. Uh, it happens July 26. I hope lots of you come. I'll be wandering around the garden with a glass of wine in my head, <laughs> talking to people, answering garden questions. Hey, thanks a lot, Brian. See you next week. Bye.